Hey y'all, this is Byron. I uh, just want to put something out there. Yes, I am a mental health therapist. And yes, my couch is quite comfortable. However, if you're listening to this podcast, it is not a substitute for a therapeutic relationship with a certified or licensed mental health therapist. So though I appreciate you taking the time out to listen to me and hopefully gain some information and insight about what's going on with you from listening to this podcast, Take the time to seek out mental health resources in your area if you so need to. Thanks for listening and hope you enjoy. safety and for yours as well how are you i'm sure you feel the same it's okay we're gonna get through this together there will be another side of this well another side of this and we'll get there you gotta be patient stick together try to lift each other up try not to kill our kids while they're stuck at home with us Welcome back to the Captain's Couch. My name is Byron Taylor. I am your host for this fantastic, enjoyable ride once again. Um, yeah, we're we're still here in quarantine. We're still stuck in the house and we're still under uh, stay-at-home order even here in Mississippi. Um, 
this has been an eventful week for me as far as work goes. I've been doing um, telehealth again this week, and it was extremely busy and very hectic and tiresome and frustrating. And um, yeah, a lot of those things. But um, trying to recharge my my mentals and um, get myself together um, for another week. Luckily, um, I'm trying to get this recorded in the next hour um, because Insecure will be starting up again tonight. So I'm recording this on Sunday and I actually did a good job of getting myself together and mentally being in the mindset to do this tonight. So we're going to work on getting this thing done so I can um, go enjoy Insecure in uh, an hour and a half. But we're back here on the couch and um, we'll have an interesting topic this week that I think I think I've met, Rod might have mentioned something about the concept that um, I'm going to discuss today as I was catching up on the black guy tips, because I'll be honest with you, I, I do look at the numbers and I noticed even from my own podcast consumption that when you're stuck at home, you don't listen to us to them as nearly as much as you do when you're at work. Um, I noticed even for myself that I've got, actually got a backlog that I don't normally have when I am working. Um, that now that I'm at home, I actually have a backlog because I haven't had the time that I usually spend in my car to listen to my podcast. Um, so I certainly don't hold that against anybody and I don't hold it against myself because this is a whole different dynamic where I don't have as much time in between sessions to listen to podcasts as I normally would while I'm driving in my car. Um, so yeah, that's, that's an interesting thing that I've noticed, but you know, it's all good. You know, I'm still going to be out here providing this hashtag content for those who listen now and those who listen once things kind of get back to what we would consider normal or close to it. Um, but we're another week here on the couch. And unfortunately, I didn't get any reviews again this week. Um, so I'm already kind of in a genuine mood, as you can see from the uh, the intro um, for this week's episode. So Amazon. Play Only When You're Lonely by Genuine. Only When You're Lonely by Genuine from Tidal. So, just a reminder, and I want to remind you guys, you know, for those especially listening to iTunes, Feel free to leave me a five-star review on iTunes if you haven't done so. Um, it helps the podcast be more visible, get the word out more to people, um, more listens, more ears, and try to help spread the word of the importance of mental health in the black community, and especially at a time like right now where we're going through this pandemic. Um, I know people are kind of at home and kind of dealing with some things that they haven't are having more time to kind of focus on or notice some of the negative things that they maybe have going on in their lives or their environments or their thought processes so you know leaving a five-star review will help get the word out for not only this podcast but other podcasts say like um therapy therapy for black girls or the black guy with tips or gaming and insome just to give opportunities and give people more outlets and more outreach to kind of take their mind off of things that are going on in their home so not just for my podcast because i know 
I don't want to sound greedy by saying, you know, give me give me my five star reviews. But for any podcast that you check out or listen to, you know, that's the one thing that we ask that you can do for us without ever asking for a dime. So drop your boy a five star review on iTunes or on Stitcher or uh, rate the uh, the show page on Facebook. Um, yeah. Give a retweet, give a follow if you're not already on social media. You can do those things to support me here at the Captain's Couch. And I'll give you these dose of tones and this music. This is killing me, your man, only when you're lonely. If anybody wants to buy this album for me on vinyl for my birthday next year, I appreciate you. Um, Genuine's first two albums were bangers. They still slap. Amazon, stop playing. So, for this week, we are going to discuss the idea of authenticity. And as we live in a social media age, in the social media era, it's very difficult to remind yourself of what the world seemed like or what people look like as being authentic people. Um, we are constantly bombarded by celebrities who will show you a very curated and a very crafted um, idea or mold of who they are. Sometimes they're selling a product. Sometimes we're looking at all of the Photoshop and all of the filters and all of the things that we are doing to create what we consider the perfect image. Sometimes we lose sight and lose some of that. Um, who are we? I feel like a good chunk of the friends that I have on social media do try to find ways to come off as authentic in their own kind of ways. But I think even even all I think all of us, even with myself to a degree, there is a level of kind of perfection that we are trying to project on social media because I feel like and I think I think we may punish people in some ways or at times we are harsh on people who are showing their authentic selves. We definitely are very hard on people when they do make mistakes. Some of those mistakes are quite egregious, and I'm certainly not saying that those people do not have the repercussions that are coming our way. But I think with the social media age where we are constantly trying to uh, curate and create the most perfect forms of ourselves on social media, it is somewhat off-putting at times and somewhat shocking at times when people do Un, you know, pull the veil back a little bit and and discuss some of the more more of their imperfections. Um, I know even in my Facebook groups and even as I've gotten to know people over time, it is sometimes startling when I have had the opportunities to see kind of behind the veil and more of the the ugly truths of the lives that we have lived you know, off the internet or you know in our past before the internet was really a thing. Um, you know, I, it's, it's crazy when we think about at, at, at the age I'm at now at 35, I've been on Facebook well, 36 now. Wow. I forgot I have my birthday 36. Now I've been on Facebook a third of my life now. Um, you know, I, well, closing in on half of my life now at this point, 
Um, you know, there was a time where the internet did not exist in this way. And, you know, I think for our kids losing sight of, you know, when they look at their favorite YouTuber or they're looking at their favorite streamer or their favorite Instagram or Snapchat account that they follow, that we lose sight of the idea that these are almost characters that these people are developing and kind of presenting for, for a lot of them. Um, you, you, there's things about people that you notice that are authentic about them. And we'll talk about those. We'll talk about what authenticity is, what it looks like, what makes it up, um, in the episode today. So before we get to the discussion of how we can be more authentic on social media, let's look first at how we as people can show our authenticity and what that really truly means. Um, so what authenticity looks like and what it is. So. Um, this is an article starting off from healthypsych.com. Um, authenticity is kind of be it's kind of difficult to describe because it really is a kind of subjective perspective. Um, there's no like one way to really pinpoint what what is authentic for one person to the next because it differs because everyone's personality is different and unique in that way. What is authentic for one person can be inauthentic for someone else. Um, but the general idea of what authenticity is that um, it involves feeling like, quote unquote, yourself and not feeling like you're wearing a mask that prevents other people from seeing who you truly are. Um, and the article talks about a humanistic psychology, which I'd have to brush up on my um, psych theories. Um Authenticity is seen as critical for well-being and a lack of authenticity can create psychopathology or mental health issues. Um, according to the article, it says, according to Alex Wood, um, who was known for studying positive psychology, um, authenticity has three major components. The first one is self-alienation. Um, this refers to whether someone feels like they know and understand themselves. Um it says, since a person who doesn't truly understand themselves would feel more self-alienated and less authentic. Um, the next component is authentic living, which involves feeling like your behaviors reflect your true feelings. Third is the component. The third component is accepting external influence, which involves changing one's behavior to fit in or acting in a way that others think you should and is seen as a sign that is less authentic authentic of less authenticity ah, words um so the first two are kind of more your own self-monitoring things and the thing and one of the things that it mentions as far as authenticity goes also is self-monitoring um so people who look who are self, who are authentic 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 good words good lord people who are authentic they are people who are high self-monitors or what that means is a, pe a person's tendency to change their behavior to match a particular situation so people who are high self-monitors are less likely to change their behavior depending upon the social environment um, they find themselves in while less self-monitors tend to act similarly across a range of situations um, now they say psychologists say that there are pros and cons between 
both sides of it. Um, that too much self-monitoring can cause someone to be seen as inauthentic, while too little can cause someone to be seen as inflexible. So you want to kind of be somewhere in between. You want to be able to self-monitor that you kind of tend to see yourself and kind of react and act in similar ways throughout situations. Um, but at the same time, you want to be able to still have some flexibility. So I can think of it in this regard, right? So if I'm in the barbershop, I'm less likely to speak in very professional vernacular, blah, 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 like I would like I would in therapy sessions. Now, don't get me wrong. I do. I don't code switch near as much as I did probably 10 years ago. But there are certainly situations where I do do a little bit more code switching than I do in others. Now, that is adjusting to the situation. But at the same time, I'm still presenting a very authentic form of myself because I may still be laughing and joking. I still may use some, you know, phrases or, you know, things that I've learned in hip hop or in pop culture that I can use in sessions or I can still speak about my life experiences, whether I'm co-switching or not. So in that regard, I'm still showing a, a level of authenticity, even if my words may be different depending upon the situation, depending upon the people I'm around. Um, so when we're looking at the components, the first two things are kind of are internalized things of, do you see the behaviors that you're doing as things that are annoying to yourself? And if they are annoying to yourself that you're doing, then you are coming off as less authentic. Are the behaviors that you're doing what you feel like is what the true you would do. And then the way that you live and how you see yourself in the world. Do you see those things as a reflection of your feelings as well? And then the third thing is being able to accept external influence, but at the same time, not allowing that influence to have a humongous sway on how you react and how you behave around people. Um, so it asks the question of, are authentic people happier? So, um, there's a few different researchers that have done studies. Um, Neil, uh, Pastricia, who was the author of the blog, um, a thousand awesome things also did in a Ted talk that authenticity may be the key to living a good life. Um, Neil says this, and I quote, I think when you're authentic, you end up following your heart and putting yourself in places and situations and conversations that you love and that you enjoy. You meet people that you like talking to. You have places you dreamt about. You end up following your heart and feeling very fulfilled. Um, research says and one and one um, one study says that. Um, people who scored on a higher measure of authentic living reported greater happiness, more positive emotions and higher self-esteem um, than people who are less authentic. More authentic people reported also having better relationships with others and more personal growth. Um, another study says that people with more authenticity were found to be happier with their lives and have a higher self-esteem. Um 
another study asked how participants uh how authentic they felt in different life roles for example like being a friend or employee or a student um, researchers found that when you feel more authentic in a particular role um, you're less neurotic you're less stressed out you're more satisfied with that particular role that you're in um, the participants also felt that being more authentic in general um, they had higher self-esteem and lower stress anxiety and depression um now, that's not to say that you're not going to experience these things like depression or anxiety or stress. You're not going to feel these things when you are in positions of living an authentic life, because even though I feel like I've lived a very authentic life, I have certainly had my levels of stress. I've had my levels of sadness. I've had my levels of anxiety. Um, but, you know, I've tried my best to try to project those things. out, And, and I think. I feel like even part of the authenticity that I think people derive from me is that my willingness to kind to to kind of show my vulnerabilities um, and show that I have my moments and of weakness or my moments of anger or where I've struggled or being open about my my struggles or being open about, you know, my happiness. Um I think those things kind of have have helped people kind of paint a more accurate picture of me. And I feel like those are things that I've done to try to do my best in doing that throughout the years of being on social media, of trying to project a very, you know, normalized version of myself without exposing too much information. So we want to look at what type of qualities that we exhibit from being authentic authentic being our authentic selves and another funny thing is that i actually i did a a uh, a worksheet thing with one of my clients um a few days ago where we asked about what activities would you be doing what things would you be doing in your life to show that you are your authentic self um and when you're doing those things do you feel like these are things that truly make me happy and that they truly are things that I want to do? And then what are some things that if you were asked to do them that you wouldn't feel like you would be um, doing that you would authentically want to do? If like, you know, I think my client said something about, you know, she doesn't necessarily feel like playing video games is something for her. And, I'm, you know, I'm like, that's real. I mean, not everybody plays them and not everybody enjoys them to the degree that myself or people that I know enjoy them. Um you know, but she is looking at herself and is like, yeah, that's not necessarily something that I would want to do. So what are some qualities that truly authentic people show? Um, so I found this article from Psychology Today from Dr. Stephen Joseph. Um, and it's seven qualities that authentic people display. And I think it actually gives a counterpoint of some um, inauthentic qualities as well. Um, so he starts off by saying that authenticity is highly val is highly valued. Um, on the whole, we don't like people to trust people who come across as phony or false. Um, we can go on for days upon days on end about all the slander that the Kardashians get on social media and off social media, largely because we feel like that their entire brand is phony and is crafted in a certain way and that you know 
it's not really truly them and they're just really just pushing product or they're pushing their their lives as a product essentially they're selling us a product with their lives that we do not feel is like really authentic or true at all um we try to avoid those people. I know plenty of people who talk about those type of people. I know plenty of people who shy away from those people who don't build relationships with those people. Authenticity is important, but um, what do we expect from the term? So um, what do we expect from the term and what do we think authenticity is to be? So again, humanistic matter of fact, let me just define that real quick. Humanistic psychology um, or humanism is a positive approach to psychotherapy that focuses on a person's individual nature rather than categorizing groups of people with similar similar characteristics having the same issues. Humanistic therapy looks at the whole person, not from the therapist's perspective, but from the viewpoint of individuals observing their own behavior. OK, so that's why authenticity is from this approach because you're looking at it from your own personal perspective at your own behavior as opposed to the therapist looking at you okay i look it's been years since i actually went through and looked at the different fields of thought schools of thought in psychology i know i usually work out of the cognitive behavioral um theory of psychology maybe a little bit of carl rogers personal person-centered but Mostly I'm working through um, cognitive behavioral therapy and the different forms of that. So I don't really delve too much into things like humanistic or just thought theory where you're just like basically putting people on the hot seat and then kind of like damn near screaming at them or um, Carl Jung where he's talking about dreams, which if you've ever seen Inception and I know a lot of us have, that's all Carl Jung's theory of um share consciousness so what do people who are authentic they possess these common characteristics number one they have realistic perceptions of reality number two they are accepting of themselves and other people those people are also thoughtful um they're thoughtful in their actions i think they're thoughtful in their words towards others and even they're thoughtful in those things to themselves as well um, they have a non-hostile sense of humor. Um, they are able to express their emotions freely and clearly. They're able to be open to learn from their own mistakes. Um, and the last of the characteristics is that they understand their motivations. Um, so that means, you know, this means to be true to yourself. Um, so, and, 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 you know, the inverse inauthentic people are seen as self-deceiving and unrealistic, unrealistic in their perceptions of reality. Um, they look to others for approval and to, and to feel valid. So, you know, that's what we talked about internal validation before on the show. Um, they're judgmental of other people. They do not think, um, things out clearly. They have a hostile sense of humor. Um, they usually means they're using other people or they're making jokes or their humor is formed in a way that make light of other people. Um, they're unable to express their emotions freely and clearly. They don't learn from their mistakes and they do not really understand their motivations or behind their actions. Um, so 
Um, the article finishes off that says, so if you if behind what a person says and does is a, is a defensive and self-deceptive approach to life, the ma- no matter how passionate and committed they are to a cause, ultimately, they're not they are not being true to themselves. Authenticity is ultimately about those qualities that show healthy, non-defensive functioning and psychological maturity. Those are, those are the qualities we need to look for. So he, um, Dr. Joseph wrote a book entitled Authentic, How to Be Yourself and Why It Matters. Um, so we want to look at what our motives are. We want to look at what are the reasons behind we're doing this thing. We want to look at what's my motivation. We want to look at Am I being thoughtful in my actions? Am I trying to learn from my mistakes? Am I open and honest with how I feel so that I understand what I'm thinking and how I feel and why I'm doing these things? Um, you know, I have a kid who who he's very guarded about, you know, who he truly is and what he truly wants in life. And, you know, the thing that I've often the thing that I find myself discussing with him on several occasions is that, you know, if you're constantly lying to other people about what you want, who you want to be and how you want to see yourself, then I feel as though you don't really have an idea of who you are yourself or more or more than more than that. It seems as though that you're going to end up lying to yourself about who you really are. The more that you're kind of trying to put on a facade and lying to other people, the more you tend to maybe just maybe you're lying to yourself about who you really are or who you see yourself as. And you're not really having a good perception on what reality truly is and what your life really is. So, you know, we want to work on having these kind of qualities of uh, being able to see ourselves more authentically. So if we can take these qualities in our daily lives and this is how we can work to measure and show our authenticity, how does that authenticity affect our relationships? Well, let's go back to our first article because what we talk about, what we talked about earlier um, in the Healthy Psych article, um, authenticity and relationships. Researchers have also found that more authentic people may be happier in their relationships with others. One study, uh, participants who were in romantic relationships were asked to fill out surveys on their attachment style. So I think we'll work on attachment style one day um, on the show. Um, So how authentic they felt in their current relationship and how they felt about their relationship. So participants who were more authentic in their relationships scored Um, lower on a measure of attachment avoidance that is uh, more authentic more authentic participants didn't feel the need to avoid closeness in their relationships Um, researchers also found that feeling more authentic in a particular relationship was related to more satisfaction with that relationship overall so and, and where I'm at now I do feel a more sense of authenticity than I think I may have ever experienced. I do feel 
a sense of being able to be myself and 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 all of its forms and be goofy and mushy and just over the top ridiculous sometimes and not feel as that I have to like mute that in ways um you know so I definitely do if I had to take that participate in that study I think I would definitely not say that I'm trying to engage in attachment avoidance because quite honestly if this pandemic wasn't going on or if we lived a little bit closer um yeah we're just gonna we're just gonna leave that there um anyway so an interesting question to ask is why do people behave more behave in a way that is not authentic um so you know we've talked about all the pros and presenting ourselves in an authentic way um but the interesting thing about being authentic is that when you are authentic, and I think I can speak for myself, when you are authentic, you do show yourself in all of its forms. I think even in your invulnerabilities, even in, even in your vulnerabilities and your weaknesses and your struggles um, and your mistakes. And I know, especially in the age of social media, we absolutely fear the idea of being called out for our mistakes on social media. We, you know, I, I know for a fact for myself that I think I knew I really needed to take a step back from the groups and stuff like that was feeling as though I had to be absolutely perfect in every interaction that I had and in everything that I said. Um, because the thing that it mentions here is that people may avoid authenticity in their relationships because they fear rejection. Um, instead of showing up as yourself, you show up as a person you think everyone will like. So, um, when we look at why we are, why we are sometimes inauthentic, it more than likely is often seen as a means to try to prevent us from being harmed or being hurt or going through hurt. Um, so, the the article goes on and says that presenting ourselves in a way that we think others will want us may actually hinder us uh, when we work to build closer relationships with other people. Uh, Brene Brown, which I absolutely one of these days will will go over. No, I think I did already about. Well, I think I did. Yeah, because I did an episode on vulnerability already. Um, so she's one of the foremost people on vulnerability. Um, she explains that being authentic in our interactions with others is critical for developing meaningful relationships. Um, she says, in order for connections to happen, we have to allow ourselves to be seen, really seen. Um, as a result, authenticity, as a result of authenticity, they're willing to let go of who they thought they should be in order to be who they are. Um, so. But what stops us more than anything is fear. Uh, some people fear that being authentic, being their authentic selves uh, because they fear those around them will be less supportive. And this is one of the major reasons why we find, you know, LGBTQ people trying to. Especially when I was growing up, trying to fit in and, you know, normal heterosexuality because um, they, you know, the idea of losing connections with people, um, losing friendships, you know, losing family members, 
um, dealing with religious persecution or religious oppression or social, you know, legal suppression. Um, you know, those are situations that stop people from wanting to live their authentic selves. Um, you know, we look at uh, the article cites a study um, that tested the idea of asking LGBTQ individuals of uh, how they felt about different so different types of social uh, situations they found themselves in. Uh, researchers um, found that um, the individuals felt um, that they were more able to be who they were um, and more more able to be who they see themselves as with their sexual orientation and environments that they had lower levels of depression and higher self-esteem when they were in more comfortable situations, when they were in, you know, situations where um, that in a particular social environment, in particular social environments that supported their autonomy, they felt that sense of relief and they felt lower levels of depression and they felt higher levels of self-esteem. Um, it also says, importantly, coming out to people who were let, who were more controlling and less accepting were not linked to higher well-being. So lack of support can be a significant barrier to being one's authentic self. Um, however, finding more supportive and accepting people to surround yourself around can sometimes be an important first step to living more authentic, authentically. So some other strategies that we can look to learn how to live more authentically um first and foremost reshape and reframe what the idea of vulnerability is um and i think we talked about this on the podcast before um where Brene brown um in her ted talk she you know talked about reframing vulnerability as a brave act um pointing out that um people who often don't show vulnerability because they don't want to seem weak but um, we don't open up and others are more likely to applaud our bravery than judge us when we do open up. Um, the next thing is to cultivate mindfulness. And I will one of these days do an episode about specifically how to be more mindful. Um, trying to stay focused on the present moment. Um, this is from Jance. I'm not sure what his first name. I think it's outside of the the beginning somewhere else in the article but Jantz argues that staying in the present moment and being mindful is the key to authenticity mastering the art of presence perhaps is the single most effective way to ensure authenticity in any situation so um if you want to be more mindful it's actually easier than you think so try maybe a phone app to increase your mindfulness or incorporate a short 30 second mindfulness practice into your daily routine. So the third thing it says that seek out situations that let you be authentic. Um, one way to become more authentic is to use self-awareness to figure out which situations and contexts allow us to be more authentic. Um, I think for me, the work that I'm doing now allows me to be more authentic. Um, the relationship that I find myself in allows me to be more authentic. And my family also allows me to be more authentic where they put up with my nonsense and my foolishness. You know, I know my older brother often shakes his head and just like, why are you like this? And my younger brother laughs along with it. But it's who I am. You know, it's 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 who I am. And, you know, I'm happy to be 
in situations that allow me to kind of cultivate the personality that I have and allows me to be the person that I am. Um, Therapists who follow a humanistic approach to psychology work um, to be authentic in their interactions with clients and help their clients cultivate this type of authenticity for themselves. And I think that's something that I try to do without even really noticing it. Um, is I do try to show my clients that, you know, yeah, I'm an adult, but this is kind of who I am as a person, you know, and I want you to, you know, one thing that I say with my clients is that I have, I, 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 I approach you with the fullness of who I am as a person with the most that I can give you as a professional. I approach you with the fullness of who I am as a person so that you learn to build your trust in me to open up and talk about things that you may not feel comfortable about because I'm going to be honest with you and I'm going to talk with you um, without a hot lot, without sugarcoating a lot and without really giving you a lot of BS. I'm going to be, you know, as honest of a person as I can be so that you can, you know, kind of give that energy back to me as we're opening up and talking about things. So as we wrap up the show, how can we learn all these things that we learned about being authentic, how can we take them on the social media? Um, how can we take being the person that we see ourselves as off the internet with our family and our friends and on our jobs um, and in our relationships, how can we show that same person on the internet? Um, I did find, I mean, I found it very interesting that when I got to meet my friend, you know, my, my internet folks, uh, wasn't it last year yeah that was last year because me and Alex met in person finally so when I got to meet him last year you know one of the things that was very funny is that like as I walked up to meet everyone they were like oh yeah that's definitely Byron like like they could see me a mile away you know as I walked up it's like oh yeah you look exactly how you look on the internet and I'm not surprised at all and I'm like well that's cool I appreciate that you know I, I definitely give myself very honestly through my interactions on the internet and you know in my interactions with those individ- with those people on individual levels um i try to give myself very honestly and authentically so i appreciate that other people do receive that whenever they meet me but how can we reconcile the conflict between your real self and your ideal online self so there's five ways that we can work to be more authentic on social media so in psychology, the term we, we might use in the situation is called impression management. It's used to describe how we go about selecting how we present ourselves publicly. Most of us can relate to the idea of two different competing drives, one to display our best self and two to be genuine and quote unquote, keep it real. So here are some strategies that allow us to create a positive impression and be authentic on social media. So number one is authentic, authentic pictures. Um, so I think the picture art that I want to put up today is actually an old picture. It was this until tomorrow thing that was going on on the meet on the medias or whatever that my daughter actually had me do. Um, Cause yes, I'm not old and I'm very much old enough to have a child on social media. Um, you know, my daughter was just like, Hey, you put up an old picture, an old embarrassing picture or whatever. And, um, you tag somebody in it. 
So I put a picture up of me at like, I want to say maybe like 17, rocking my old Kango, uh, my old Kango, uh, fedora, not fedora, my old Kango, my old fuzzy bucket Kango hat that I had, um, that was probably outdated the moment I bought it, but I thought it was cool. Um, I rocked that thing for quite a while until one fateful day in college. It was a May. It was a day in May. It was warm outside. And I thought I was feeling myself, so I threw my Kango on. And it had been a little minute since I had put it on. So I threw my Kango on, and I'm strolling around campus thinking I'm cool shit. And I got to the hub where the yard was. And yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I was sweating under that hat. It was hot. And uh, yeah, the bros are laughing at your boy. And uh, I could know, I noticed it. I felt it. And my good friend, Jewel, hey, Jewel, came over and was like, hey, uh, you might want to take that out. You might want to take it off, B. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I could, I could tell that they, they, uh, they getting their life off of this. Thanks, thanks, friend. I appreciate you. So I, uh, I humbly walked off and uh, took my hat off and looked at it like the cone of shame. And I do not like the cone of shame. That was a, that was the last time I wore that hat. I think I still have it. I am more than 99% certain I can't wear it anymore because I definitely gained weight and now I have all this hair. Um, but yeah, that was like the burial for that, for the Kango. And uh, yeah, that was, that was a sad day. Um, but yeah, authentic pictures. Um, don't Photoshop pictures or use a profile picture from 10 years ago. Um, if you're on a dream vacation, occasionally post pictures that are less dreamy aspects of it, like being stuck in a long line or trash at a famous uh, landmark. No one likes people who are constantly whining or complaining on social media, but to present the good and the bad aspects of your experience in a balanced way um, is a way to kind of have a more accurate reflection of reality. Number two. Cultivate an attitude of genuine pleasure and other people's pleasures. Um, and that's something I think I definitely try to do um, is, well, you know, obviously with, you know, my little brother getting married um, a couple months ago, two months ago today, as a matter of fact. No, 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 no. Two months ago today was my birthday on the 14th. Um, but showing genuine pleasure and joy for my brother even on social media with posting the pictures, you know, definitely was a way to um, still be authentic. You know, it says that instead of just clicking the like button, write a one or two sentence comment that's a bit more personal um, to somebody, you know, um, kind of like the back and forth me and Ricky had um, yesterday on uh, on facebook of course this is my best friend but um you know uh i made a pokemon reference or whatever and rick says that uh i've never been more proud of you than this moment i'm like i'm more than certain there's one thing i definitely did that i know for a fact you were way more proud of me for doing and um i'm pretty certain he knows what that thing is because i know what that thing is anyway 
Number three, be clear about what you're using social media for. Um, for things like Twitter, think about how you can be authentic and leave a good impression on those who take a quick glance at your tweets. Um, think about what traits you are like, what, what traits are likely to be most important to people hiring for jobs in your particular field. This could be anything from your tech savvy to your interest in social justice. Um, what are these highly valued qualities that match your genuine strengths? Make sure you put those on display. Um, it says there are psychological costs to being fake. So don't be fake, but do show off important strengths that you have on social media. Um Number four, pair self-promotion with expressing expressing gratitude to others. So we share a lot of positive things that are happening to us that we often are excited about. Um, but rather than trying to convince people of something, one way that um, these types of shares, um, they can be more pro-social by adding in a note about how you also maybe feel grateful for others. Um you know, I think that's something I like to do a lot often as I do make these posts, especially as I've kind of gone through like different moments and milestones in my life. I try to be thankful for the people who supported me through all of the hard times and um, being grateful for all of those moments that those people were there to support me. And I mean, even in my relationship now, I'm like I'm still having those moments of being grateful for the process and grateful for starting this whole journey and you know being grateful to taking the leap of actually trying it because it definitely seems scary to begin with the idea of somebody so far away and somebody you meet through the internet but you know being grateful for those moments helps show your more authentic self um and the last thing is that you want to keep a balance between personal sharing and sharing things that are interesting useful and humorous so, you know, obviously my podcast is, you know, useful and it's interesting in some ways, you know, showing things like, you know, the memes or my uh my infamous Jamie Lannister uh uh dressed up on the red carpet uh meme that I'm pretty certain most people got that I was kind of throwing some shade but one person was like, oh, Game of Thrones. I'm like, nah, that's not why I posted that, but okay. Um, but, and then there are things, you know, like, you know, the gratitude post to family and friends or the occasional words of wisdom memes that I might have come across, especially doing therapeutic work. And I think it is interesting to put those things kind of on social media. Um so try to mix up your social sharing so that you're letting people know what's going on for you, as well as connecting your friends and family with content that's funny and useful and surprising. And that will brighten up your day, um, you know, even opening up and making a post about my divorce. Like, um, you know, I kept that on the wrap for a while, but, you know, I only posted about it when I thought it was an important time to say, OK, um, this is what has really been going on. Um, this is the transitions that are about to be happening in my life. And, you know, this is kind of where we're going from there. So. Um, but, yeah. So we all have multiple sides to us looking to display a range of things that 
interests you is showing off more of yourself and allowing people to get to know the different aspects of you. Um, being perfectly pro-social on social media is much easier said than done. Um, you know, even even though we have those moments, you know, you know, we're going to struggle with showing who we authentically are on the Internet because there is a pressure that such immense pressure to show off a very polished and perfect form of who we are, you know, you know, hell, influencers literally make their living off of showing a very polished and picturesque, picture, model-esque, picturesque, picturesque, wow, I can't say that word, picturesque form of who they are when, you know, there are so many imperfections that we all have. You know, it's okay to let the guard down a little bit and show some of your struggles and show some of your imperfections. That's how we you know, connect with being more human um, and connect with seeing and making more genuine connections with each other is, you know, seeing those those sides of ourselves. And especially right now as we're going through the pandemic, um, we'll send some love to the homie Jackie. Rest in peace to your pops, man. I'm praying for you and your family, man. I, I, I was praying that as the days went by, I'd get to see some good news on that front. But, man, I'm, I'm really sorry, bro. So, you know. You know, I got to meet Jackie last year and, you know, number love for, for the homie. So, you know, rest in peace to your pops, man. Um, as we're going through this pandemic, we're allowing ourselves to kind of show our vulnerability and our our being afraid of our being feeling like we're caged up of our anxiousness, of our frustration, of our anxiety, of our frustration and desire to be free but trying to be safe and our worry for those around us and our mourning for plans and trips and you know things that we wanted to do you know we're showing ourselves in that authentic way of oh well nothing's bothering me here it's just you know COVID-19 whatever whatever but we're showing our authentic selves by breaking out and expressing like this is trash I should be laid up with my girlfriend right now. I should be in New Orleans or I should be in Detroit or, you know, I should be in Pennsylvania right now, you know, you know, whatever it is, you know, being able to mourn those things that we plan to do, but we can't right now because we're doing our damnedest to try to stay alive and keep those close to us safe and alive. Um, expressing those things, even online gives a more authentic sense of, who we are and what we're really going through in these times. So thank you all for listening to me rant and ramble a little bit, whether that be about the different schools of thought psychology or personal anecdotes. Thank you so much again for listening to me here on the captain's couch. So please leave your boy a five-star review. Um, tell a friend, tell a loved one who's stuck at home and listen, may listen to podcast, you know, send them my way. Um, rate the uh, the show page on Facebook at the Captain's Couch. Um, leave me a five star review on iTunes. Um, I really wish that you could leave reviews on Stitcher. Not Stitcher. I mean, I know you can on Stitcher, but it's it's weird. I wish you could leave reviews on Spotify. I hope that that's something that they maybe do in the future. But I managed to get this done. I got like thirty minutes. I'm gonna talk about 
season one. I mean, not season one. Episode one of season four of Insecure a little bit next week. And then we'll talk about the topic next week that I'll figure out what it is. But until then, I will talk to y'all next week. Peace. Congregation, would you turn your text to the book about cast? Chapter 2, verse 1, the first one to feel me. Jump up and make a joyful noise, you've outcast it. Meaning, now you have a choice like that. <laughs>